It's a brand new day, and we're putting the AM in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here, and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh. Welcome to Signal Boost. This is Jess McIntosh. I'm here with Zerlina Maxwell, and we're joined by Sarah Adello. She is the executive director of the Alliance for Youth Action, and she is here because it's National Voter Registration Day. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. You know what? It is my favorite day of the year, and so I am doing great this morning, a little earlier than I tend to be, you know, functioning. <laughs> okay, I just want to start by saying all holidays are made up, every single one of them. They were all made up. This mm-hmm. one actually has a real purpose that's going to affect your lives, and that's National Voter Registration Day. So when did this happen? What does it mean? What should we all do today? Well, to be clear, yeah, National Voter Registration Day also made up, um, made up about nine years ago by because we need uh, it because we need it uh, by my organization and others uh, because we needed to create a festive, fun moment to celebrate celebrate our democracy. I know stuff is really rough, but to celebrate <laughs> our democracy and welcome people in by making sure that everybody from groups like those in Alliance for Youth Action Network to companies, to influencers, to schools, to government officials, everybody is talking about voter registration. We're creating a moment to make sure that people know, hey, today's a great day to get registered. So who are you reaching out to at this point? Are we, are, are, it feels like after 2020, Everybody's registered, aside from the people who have turned 18 since then. But who are you all reaching out for? Like, where are the pockets of people that we still have to get? Yeah, you know, we still have voter registration gaps, certainly with uh, low-income communities, with communities of color. Um, And of course, you know, every day, thousands of young people across the country are turning 18 years old. Um, And also, as a reminder, you know, when you move, you got to update your registration. So, uh, and especially in this pandemic and in certain communities, you just have folks who are more mobile. So it's also a great time to remind folks, don't forget, you just moved, time to update your registration. So across our network, we have... Um, groups and the Alliance Network that are partnering with small businesses in cities like Missoula and Bozeman. We're on college campuses across uh, Mississippi with Mississippi Votes. Uh, the young people of MOVE Texas are doing something like 60 events today across the state of Texas. So we are out there making sure that um, young people know that, hey, time to get registered. There are local elections this year. And of course, there'll be major federal elections next year. Do you get the sense that the media coverage of the state laws that are being passed post 2020 are influencing people's decision to register. Is there any like even anecdotal evidence that that's having an impact or are the conversations that you're having with people to register kind of what they usually are um, where people you know, may not have known that they needed to change it because they just moved. I mean, I, I have to do that actually in my own life. So um, mm-hmm. I understand that this can sometimes be like, oh, yeah, I got to do that. There's like an election coming up soon. And I actually did move officially. Um, so do you get the sense that people feel like this is as easy as it always has been or that there's some new sort of hurdle here um, in terms of participating um, in the process of voting? 
You know, it really depends on where you're located in the country. And I think sure. that's one of the things that's frankly saddest about our democracy and why we need the federal government to pa pass the For the People Act, right? Like the reason why we have National Voter Registration Day today is it's because it's an advance of every single state that creates their own deadline to register to vote. And so, you know, we have to be this early in the year. There are states that have same day registration, right? There are states that their registration deadlines are weeks from now. Um, but, you know, we got to do it today so we can create these national narratives and everybody can kind of uplift the same message. Um, but with groups in our network, you know, it just it, it just totally depends. Um, in Florida, you know, a new law passed and now they have to include a script and in their voter registration um, dialogues with people about how, you know, they may or may not end up on the voter file, which is ridiculous. It feels honestly very abortion, like anti-abortion-esque. Mm -hmm. um, in Kansas, our folks at Loudlight, they can't even register voters right now. Um, they've had to stop their voter registration program on July 1st, on the 50th anniversary of the 26th Amendment, you know, when 18 year olds were, um, got the right to vote um, because of a law that passed that could end up putting their organizers and their volunteers in jail with a fine, with a felony. Like it just, it's, it's, I think that there's a couple of things going on. I think on the one hand, um, you know, folks are like resilient. I wish we didn't have to be so darn resilient. And mm -hmm. as we've seen, States like clamped down, even in 2020, we saw epic increases in youth turnout as folks were really messing around with people yeah. in terms of how like their ability to access voting. Um, but we do have to be careful, right? Because we don't want people to think it's so, so, so hard, but there are real barriers out there. Well, I mean, that's, that's always, that's always the split. Like, how do you see, I feel like, and Zerlina has actually said this better than, better than I have that like this idea that like, if people think it's hard, they won't do it is sort of a particularly like white thing. Like black Americans have, it's been hard for black Americans to vote since they got the right to vote well after white people had the right to vote and they still vote in larger numbers and larger percentages than any other racial demographic. Like they're bringing the chairs, they're sitting down, they've got the snacks. So do, do you think that that is more of a like media beltway idea that if we talk about voter suppression, we're going to suppress the vote? Or are you actually seeing that when you talk to young people? You know, it's, what makes us challenging is so often we look at voting through a very narrow lens and as if voting is the only way that we want people to engage in our democracy. And I think that's like, to me, a lot of times that is the problem, right? Is if we act like voting is the, the means and the end, um, when in fact, what we should be doing is welcoming people into the larger series of organizing mm -hmm. tactics and, and ways that we can make change into our communities. And so, um, you know, talking about voting by itself, frankly, we've had we've um, conducted research to show that actually can be really harmful because at the end of the day, people don't vote just to vote, right? Like vote is voting is about being part of community. It's about uh, fighting for the issues that we care about, about making sure that um, people who are going to represent us are actually going to make our lives better. And so, um, you know, talking about voter suppression in a, in a, in a bubble, I, we got to do it to be clear, right? Because we can't let these uh, electeds get away with, you know, taking away the right to vote, making it, creating all these hurdles for so many people. But what we do also have to do at the same time is say, and this is why we're voting. Um, and this is why we're going to vote today. And then we're going to hold elected officials accountable tomorrow. It's so important. sort of, 
to think of it like voting is not just the way to participate. I think a lot of right. younger people actually understand that, like at, at, at a very core basic level. I've I've heard a lot of um, BLM activists and other other activists younger talk about the fact that stop telling me to vote. I'd vote already. <laughs> I'm protesting <laughs> because th- there's other problems. <laughs> like I am here. Oh, wow. Anita Hill is on TV. Um, sorry. That was that's not the point of this conversation, but that doesn't happen often. So. I I noted it. Um, so it feels to me like, you know, the younger generation, they fully understand that voting is just a part of participating in this democracy. It's a very essential and important part. Um, but it's necessary and it's necessary, but it's not sufficient. So in, in what way is a day like today where we're focusing on national voter registration, um, you know, integral in roping people into that larger engagement? Like, is this is this a moment where you can, you know, sign people up, get them registered to vote so that like that's check, you know, step number one um, and then rope them into this larger project? Because I feel like our whole it's it feels it's not like ironic that it's National Reg- Voter Registration Day in a moment where we just had the insurrection like and mm-hmm. there's a whole political party that's not actively participating in good faith in our democratic process. Um but it feels like both it's very important a day like today, more important even, but also we need to rope people in and engage them in the larger problem too. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and voter registration in many instances is like, is that first interaction with with people in our communities um, where we're welcoming them into the organizations that that exist, right? That are giving them other opportunities to engage, that are investing in them to say, hey, here's how you can use your voice on the issues that you care about. Um, I think the other thing that I think about too, about why this day is really important, you know, groups across the country, we get a lot of volunteers who are really hyped to participate. And as a reminder, you know, we don't have online voter registration in all 50 states, right? So when I think about Move Texas, for example, and how they're doing these 60 events, it's because it's a state where in order to be registered to vote, you still have to um, sign and mail in your form, right? If you're using a quote online tool, you have to still print, sign and mail it. And there are barriers to accessing a printer, to getting that envelope, to getting it in. um, As we certainly learned last year with states who were pushing out vote by mail. Remember that week when we were all like, oh, snap, nobody has a printer. How are we going to do Right. What are we going to do? (laughs) What are we going to do? How do I buy one stamp? Um, You know, like, uh, where do I go for that? There's no more post offices in my community, right? Um, And so this is why having all of these volunteers out in the field, like getting folks registered so we can get those forms in is also really important just because, again, there's all these... um, there's all these hurdles depending on what state you're in and why not create a moment where we can just welcome in hundreds of volunteers to make, um, to make voter registration more accessible. When frankly, let's be real, like government should be doing this. This should be their responsibility to welcome people in. And so when government fails, this is where young people are stepping in. I swear the number of guests that we have talking about some excellent work that they're doing in the progressive space that at some point in the interview goes, of course, government should be doing this, not us, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to do this in the meantime. It's uh, I love us. Like I love, I love the progressive space. I love the idea that we just like, we see holes in the infrastructure and then someone creates an organization to fill that hole. Like it's just, it's, you know, that's that civic participation that I think you were talking about. So 
So voters are going to be like more uh, top of mind this week than normal because we're watching these machinations play out on the Hill and the Build Back Better agenda and the infrastructure package. And of course, the idea that, you know, voters will be depressed if we do not pass the agenda that they voted for in 2020. So I just want to ask you, since you and your people are on the ground all the time talking to way more voters than than most people manage to, like, what are you hearing with regards to that? Is does is that is that real or or what is the motivating factor for getting people to sign up these days? Yeah, we have to give people a reason to vote, right? Like we have to show that all the hurdles where we had a, an 11 point increase in youth turnout between 2016 and 2020. That is bananas that's enormous it's so huge um and as you know we all worked on the 2016 election it's like ah that's incredible but you know that was while there was a pandemic going on right that was in incredibly hard times when people were really as we're still in it today as people were really struggling and still young people hustled to make their voices heard in like just some of the most challenging times that um, our country has experienced, right? And certainly in their lifetimes. And so for me, when I look at those numbers and when I see that, you know, there's young people who are showing up until 6 a.m. in the Texas State House to try to protect voting rights or to try to try to protect abortion access in the state of Texas. When I see young people who are trying to impact budget hearings to make sure that we care about climate change or the young people in Minneapolis who have been hustling like crazy to make sure that this charter amendment is going to be on the ballot, you know, that they're voting on right now to basically reimagine the police by policing in Minneapolis. Like, Young people are putting in the work because they have a bigger dream for the United States. And this is where elected officials must step up. They are putting the work in. And now it's time for elected officials to say, yep, now this is our turn. Uh, Amidst the economic crisis that we're in, the pandemic, the many issues that just should have been solved for years, whether it's immigration or childcare and paid leave, it's free college, like, Democrats have to respond to the level of crises that people are experiencing. And that's what I think so many of us are hoping for as the Progressive Caucus really works to hold the, like hold the line on these votes. Do you think we're in the place where young people are going to start getting their respect as a political force, given what happened in 2020? Or do we need to do it a couple more times before people will believe that it can truly, they can truly like swing an election? I mean, folks always love to hate on young people in many cases. Like, no matter so how true. much data, I, I, we're just my jealous. everyday rant. <laughs> They're it's so pretty and young shiny and new and to, stuff to really do it. I remember right before BLM like exploded. I mean, expl- I mean, it was right. It literally like it might have been like two months before. I had a professor at my alma mater literally like be like, "Young people don't know really how to know how to protest. We really know how to protest during Vietnam." But yeah, yeah, you know the speech they give. Um, <laughs> And I was like, just wait, just because it's happening, the organizing is happening with hashtags does not mean it's not happening. And it's only because it's only happening online because that's a tool people can use to connect all over the world. And then they go out in the street and they protest on the thing. And then it all happened. I was like, see, told you, you just don't know how to use the computer. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I think it's a combination of things, right? I think there's totally some FOMO from folks for sure. (laughs) But then I also think there's a lot of people in power who have access to a lot of microphones and you know I think they're I think their kids are disappointing them or something right like that there's young people in their lives that they know that are making decisions they would not like them to make 
Um, and then they're going to dump on a generation when we just have so much evidence. I mean, in the midterm elections, right, between 14 and 18, we saw a 10 point increase in turnout. Like, it's just we have all the data and still folks choose to be haters. So, you know, and this is where I like love organizing alongside next book is like they just don't care. <laughs> they're just going to continue <laughs> doing the work. The haters don't want to hate. And the work continues. Why would they care what the generations previous to them thought? Like, <laughs> those are the generations that wrecked everything. Like, why <laughs> Why would you sit there in the middle of fires and floods and catastrophic pandemics on every... Like, th- that's the future that you... Uh, nobody under 40 thinks things are going to be good again. Mm-hmm. Like, so the idea that they would be like, oh, well, the, the wise, aged 50 and 60-year-olds are upset with us. We should probably listen to them because they've done such a good job of things. I, I get it. I absolutely yeah. get it. Like, they got to keep organizing regardless. Yeah, the folks who had free college and then took it away for the rest of us are really upset about how. No, this is this is a very lively debate. I there are some people who are in the like I don't want um you know other folks to not have to pay back what I I had to pay back, um and then there's people like Jess and I who are like no no I don't want you to have to go through this. Nobody else should have to do what I did. This I paid off my at 37 <laughs> nobody needs that that's i mean it's it is as stupid as being like well look still. if we all got polio vaccines it wouldn't be fair to all the people who died of polio so let's just leave that vaccine on the shelf let's not make any improvements it's not fair to the people who weren't around for the improvements like it makes no sense no the other thing too like. is that no one ever points out that actually if you forgave student debt what improvement that would do to the overall economy so it is actually benefiting the people that already paid off their debt Yes, it is. Well, and and also like the fact that you know we have parents and grandparents who maybe co-signed on loans, and that would improve their lives as well, right? That so this like student debt is an issue that impacts many generations. So, yep, it'll impact the economy overall, but also, yeah, it'll impact our grandparents. I just found out my mom is still carrying a loan for me. I paid off mine like three years ago, but she still got the one that she took oh, out. I had no wow. idea. Like that's that's insane. Mm-hmm. I'm forty. <laughs> okay so we need to get people registered to vote so where should they go if they would like to be a part of this very important process absolutely so folks can check out our website alliancefreeaction.org slash vote ready and also to be honest just like get online you're gonna see you know the the, a lot of the the social media accounts that you follow the corporations that maybe you've signed up for their list everyone's gonna be talking about uh, national voter registration day today join in um, and make sure that your friends and family and community members are also registered to vote. Sarah Adello, thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. It was delightful, as always, to talk to you. Yes. So fun, y'all. Have a great rest of your week. Stay you safe. too. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>